Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week, I promise, we promise that we're going to bring you someone, a woman who can help you in some aspect of your life. Uh, I know there's every week I learn something. This is what's amazing. You know, we never stop learning. We're always students of life. So I'm always learning from women who are helping me to stay healthy. You know, we, we need to take more time with our health. Every year, get those annual exams. Take care of yourself. Dr. Mom, you can take care of everybody else if you're in much better shape to do so. So please, please take care of your health. And, of course, relationships. We are all about our relationships. But let's make sure the most important one is with ourselves. None of those toxic relationships. But we really have to start out by really having a good relationship with ourselves and really liking ourselves, giving ourselves that power, taking our power back. In fact, we're going to be talking more about that in just a moment. And, of course, staying fit and vital. There's so many things that I want to do in my lifetime, and I can't do them if I'm not fit and I'm not vital. So I make sure I find ways to keep on top of my game, to stay smart and amazing. And I know you all want to stay there, too. And business, reinventing yourself. You know, we have women that are so sharp. They know about business. Entrepreneurship. You know, there's so many of us that are going out and starting our own businesses and, and we're starting and doing things with our passion. We're taking our time, our passion, and our purpose, and we're really using that to make contributions back into our communities. So the Women Connect for Good Foundation is something that we're really, really, really talking more and more about, how women can take their talents, their time, their treasures, and give back in their community. And, of course, business, as I said, are so, is so very important. But what about the variables that really cause, that create the success, create the life that you want? How about your power? Do you have your power? And so we're going to be talking about that today. And Gloria Phelps is who we're going to talk, be talking to. She, book, she wrote the book, No Excuses, Nine Ways Women Can Change and We Can and we think about power. You know, recently I've had the, I've been fortunate to speak with several women who are working to promote and support women in leadership positions. We need more women in leadership positions. And, you know, we've reviewed the unequal stat, status of women in leadership in all of our conversations. But my amazing guest today says it's our fault. It's our own fault that women don't have more power. And she says that this in her book, Gloria Phelps' newest book, Gloria speaks for, from experience. Her passion for making women's lives better has driven her career as a renowned activist and power and author and author power, power author. <laughs> she served as president and CEO of Planned Parenthood and Federation of America from 1996 to 2005. While there, she led the organization to adopt a bold new vision for 2005. Her call to flight forward scored insurance coverage for contraceptive and accessible emergency contraception. Today, Gloria, she's a sought-after speaker, blogger, author, and teaches women power and leadership at, the, at Arizona State University. Vanity Fair magazine named Gloria one of America's top 200 women legends, leaders, and trailblazers. Glamour magazine honored her as Woman of the Year. You may, have been, she, you may have seen her quoted on numerous national publications or seen her appearance on The Daily Show, Today's Show, or Good Morning America. And now we're lucky enough to have and welcome her to Women Speak Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Thank you so much for being with me, Gloria. 
I'm delighted to be here with you, Nancy. Well, very good. Well, you know, you have a great story. In fact, every conversation I begin with any any woman I speak to, any smart, amazing woman, I call you all smart, amazing women because that's what, what we all are. We're smart, amazing women who want to stay at the top of our game. That's what Women Speak is, and that's what the Women Connect for, for Good Project is all about. But everyone has a story, and yours is very, very important because, you know, sometimes we look at a, a woman who's who's extremely successful and we think, Gee, I, I I wonder how she got there. I wonder. I, it looks everything she does looks so easy to, for her, and we know darn well that that's just not the case typically. But your story is important. How did you get to be Gloria Felt today? That started so long ago in such a different life. My grandson interviewed me recently for his uh, college essay, and he asked me a similar question. How did you How did you do it in spite of all the the, the challenges that you had. I, I was a teen mom. I, I came from a rural area in Texas where girls were not encouraged to have aspirations. And I, I, I said to him, just completely off the cuff, I was either dumb enough or lucky enough to say yes yeah. all the time when people offered me opportunities. Uh-huh. And I honestly think that's a big part of it. But then when I look back at it, one of the messages that I, I like to give to women is that what I just did was actually downplaying downplaying my own skills, my own intelligence, my own ambitions. Right. And that is a lesson I am still trying to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they say you write the book you need to read. Absolutely. And yeah. what I discovered when I was writing No Excuses is that while I was looking into women's relationship with power, I myself had many of my own power demons. Right. So, so I was either dumb enough or lucky enough to say yes, um, but, but I think I, 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 I worked at it too, and I was fortunate to, uh, I was fortunate that I, that I had some opportunities and that I took them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you started out as a teenage mother with with children and and uh, three children one after another and and again, uh, you know, you started life with lots of different issues. You had to go to school. In fact, I will be honest with you, I had a very similar background. I was I was in college though when I married. I was a, a few years older than you, but but basically, I had children and, and graduated, and, and everything I, I did had to kind of happen in in different in a different pattern. But but again, it was always you know always moving forward, maybe two steps forward, one step back, or so forth. But, but I mean, again, your story is basically saying that, you know, you just kept going forward, and as you said, you, you took opportunities. You, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of women all over the country and different countries as well, and, and this, this power issue is such a, it's such a big deal. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I will talk to other women. I say, well, you know, you're smart and amazing. You're a great leader. And they go, oh, I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. You know, and it's it's kind of funny that women do uh, do the dumb down, or they downplay their talents, they da- downplay their their abilities. What what is that about? Well, I think it's because we have an outdated definition of power in our in our minds. Yeah. And it's a definition that has ruled the world essentially. It's power over. It's about brute force, uh-huh. and it's the kind of power that we don't want because we have been the victims of the negative aspects of it. Right. We have been um, we have been abused, we have been raped, we have been discriminated against. 
and, um, and and I understand why women don't want that kind of power. And when I ask women, do you like power, I don't care. The most powerful women in the world will say, no, actually, I'm not powerful, and yeah. I don't have power, and I don't yeah. want power. But once I talk to women about redefining power as the power to, having the power to uh-huh. actually make life better for ourselves, our children, our right. communities, our world, right. oh, well, then their faces relax, and they right. say, heck, yes, I want that kind of power. Right, right. So, so again, it's a reframe of something that if, if women can see, you know, like, like I said, we usually use the word the ability. But if you use the word power, it gets, gets a little freaky for them. And, uh, you know, like I said, even the word leadership, though, women as leaders also tends to, to you know, you're a leader in your, in your field. You're an expert in your field. You are, uh, you know, I, I've been around women and, and found out later that maybe she was a, she was a Supreme Court judge. I mean, I mean, women don't tell each other. How, how who they are and what they do or what their talents are. You know, a man will walk up to another woman and, and uh, or another man. He goes, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm the CEO, or I'm the da-da-da, and this is who I am. And by, by two minutes later, they've got each other's credentials. Women, on the other hand, you will, you will have to kind of pull it out. Or, you know, because I will go up to, I'm, I'm sure you do too, Gloria. You'll walk up to some, someone and say, I'm Gloria Felton. You'll kind of start to explain who you are, don't you? Yes, who, I do. Because of who you are, and I do the same thing, but a lot of women will not do that. They'll hold back, and they'll, and I, and I don't know if they think it's 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 uh, rude or it's just not being humble or contrite. But that again is a is is definitely something I see. I, you know, I tell women all the time, you need to toot your horn. You need yes, to tell need- people who you are and what you do, and and really connect with other people. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Nancy, and it, it, it is actually, I think, a learned skill that we need to practice, and one of the things that I, I do is I, I think that there are a lot of there are a lot of different people out there telling women what's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of books about women can't, women don't. Right, right, can't. all the self-help, here's what you need to do oh. to make yourself better. Exactly, and so for me, since I've been a practical activist all my life, what what my real passion is is to give women the very concrete what I call power tools to help them know how to navigate these areas that are difficult for them, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in politics, because as you know, women are only half as likely as men right. to think about right. running for office, yeah. or in, in their personal lives. The same dynamics apply. So I think that there are some very specific tools and techniques that, that women can learn and that we can share with one another. Um, to help each other be able to to embrace our power right. and then to accomplish the things we want to accomplish for ourselves and, yeah. our, and our world. Well, as you said, the way, the way that you ha- kind of reframe it is that showing women, here's what you can do with all these these things. You know, you can call it power too, but it's the power to do all these things you really want to do. But, but what I think what you really are saying in the book, and I think we need to put this out here one more time, it's women's fault to have no power. It's the women's fault. They have no power. And I will say this to, to women. You know, women need to support other women. Women are, we are, we are, we create our own reality. And some women really are, I don't know if they're offended, but they're almost, you know, I, I, I sometimes, uh, you know, I sometimes wonder what kind of reaction I'm getting. But, you know, it's really, it really is up to us to make those changes. It's really up to us to make the differences. 
Yeah, really uh, from, from, from the boardroom to the bedroom, I think you're right. I, I would frame it not so much as fault as in in needing to understand what those Learning. dynamics are yeah. so that you yeah. can do it differently. Um, I, and and I, I want to inspire women to actually recognize how much power we do have right. in our own hands. Right. Well, we, you know, and we, we are if we are 60% of the college graduates and we buy 85% of the consumer goods, right? And we're half of the workplace now. Yes. And we, we're we, one of the fastest growing trend is is women own businesses. So, yes, we we yes, do have exactly. the power. Why aren't we changing uh the 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 marketeers when they when they push and prod us though for 10 days if you use the product you'll lose 10 years. And and I think uh, you know, I, I read it, as I was reading your book, you know, that women have had power. They've started to gain power in our history, but somehow at different times in our history we've given it back. And I, and I wonder, uh, you know, there's a lot of young women, there's a lot of women in general that really do not understand the history of women, finally, you know, going after the equal rights, going after the vote, going after rights that belong to them from, the, from, the, from their birth. Exactly, and and in and March being Women's History Month coming up is is a wonderful thing. But we it's it's important to know our history all the time so that we can create the future of our choice. Yeah, we we uh, I did a, we did a presentation here recently a couple of years ago. It was called Know Your Know Your Mamas. We know <laughs> I our love papas. It. Well, love we know it. our we know our papas. We know George Washington. We know Thomas Jefferson, but we don't know our mamas. And it was really. Uh, it was really great because mothers brought daughters and and grandmothers brought grand you know granddaughters and it was really uh, quite moving. But but we somehow lose that, you know. We do it. We get out there. We push and we prod and we kind of and we kind of explode in this wonderful information and gathering and and sharing and 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 sometimes it just goes away again. What is what is that about? Every generation has to. Every generation has to create certain things. Yeah. And um, and and I think what the second wave feminists had going for us is that we were ticked off. We 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 realized certain injustices were happening. I don't know about you, but for me, when I realized I couldn't get a credit card on with my own name. Yeah. Um, I couldn't go to the bank and buy a car for myself yeah. without my husband co-signing, even though by that point I had a job that was earning at least equal to his in income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that made me really, really angry. Right. And so one of the ways that you get people moving and get, get a movement to move is when people are angry. Yeah. But I think what's missing today is that we need something to aspire to as well right and yeah. that, that that I think that that I really think that that's missing I think that it's it's not so hard to get young women organized and, and, and activist when for example I certainly had many opportunities to do that when when they realized that insurance wasn't covering their birth control oh right. that made them really mad and they were willing to take action but what we what we're missing right now is a bigger picture a bigger vision a realization that there is yet uh, there, there's a lot. We have a lot of things that are yet to be done before women really do reach true equality and parity. And so, so let's have a vision for doing. What do you say? It would take seven at the rate we're going. It'll take seventy years to to reach parity if we continue at this rate. Yes. 
that 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 was that was my calculation for women in politics. And then later, I heard Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, estimate that in business, in, in the corporate in the corporate world, it would take 500 years at the rate oh my we were going. Oh my god! We, we can't wait that long. Yeah. We just can't wait. We have no, to. We, no. That, no, we, we, it's more urgent than that, and it's, it's, it's not just an issue of fairness. It's also an issue of, of what's best for, for, for men and women, because, you know, men are locked in old stereotypes, too. Sure. I mean, we're, we're, we're both uh, kind of locked in our own, in our own uh, you know, little, little cells and our own little boxes because of a lot of things. But, you know, the, the, the one thing that, that kind of continues to drive a lot of things that I talk about is the media. And media literacy is just a huge issue anymore that a lot of women need to look at as far as really what's pushing us and prodding us because of the beliefs and the attitudes in our society of, of how we're supposed to be. And young girls, of course, are constantly being inundated, and I think this is where a lot of it comes from, are constantly inundated what they're supposed to, who they're supposed to be like and who they're comparing themselves to. Yes, yes. Uh, and and it starts with the fact that only three percent of the really top positions in the media conglomerates are held by women. Yeah, yeah. It's that about sort 90, of filters 90. down into what becomes the media narrative. What what is considered a story? How are women presented? Right. I, I, our culture is so mediated that I really do believe, and I, I think maybe this is part of what you're trying to say is that is that we have to we have to know the media and treat the media almost like we treat politicians it's right it, you have to tell them what you think is right and wrong and, right. and they'll respond to it yeah well again the push is to find uh, is to bring more women into the into the media so that there are more examples of women women with the power to women with roles as heroines women as roles as leaders uh again you know uh dina davis i think the one show that she uh, she was the president of the united states it was a it was yes. a TV series. In fact, she started the cjane.org, uh, yes. which is basically the, this movie is called Misrepresentation. It's a two-hour documentary about media, media, what it does to women. But the, basically, the show didn't last because she was she was playing the president of the United States. Yes, it was, it was a great show too, wasn't it? It was. It was, but <laughs> nobody was buying it. They weren't buying it. They were saying, "Oh, this isn't going to work. We're not getting any viewers. People aren't buying this." And and it was really, you know, at a point where, again, the media started kind of reversing itself as far as the roles of women. You know, I was glad I was, Meryl Streep uh, playing uh, Margaret Thatcher. That is a that is a wonderful piece of of media that that really co- tells a true story, but it also tells her story and some of the trials and tribulations that many women are going through right now. Yes, and and uh, I I would like to say this about about the Iron Lady, um, and one of the things that I learned, I probably wouldn't have gone to the movie uh, if, I, if I hadn't been asked about it on, on, a, on a show like yours right. recently. And, and so I, I went to see it, and I, what, I was, what really struck me was that she, she was all the things we want women to be, but she had no sense of connectedness with other women. She, oh, she, she, didn't, she, she didn't help concerned. her sisters. Yeah, she and that's the thing is we need to use what I call sister courage. Yeah. And, and every one of us can pull somebody else along with us. We can right. all be mentors. We can all be sponsors for one another in some way. We can all help each other along. And, and if we do that, it will help us ourselves as well. 
and and I, I think that 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 is the that is a very missing piece in the discourse today, right. whether it's in the media or any place else. The media narrative wants to tell us that women don't support each other, but statistics don't bear that out. But it's up to us to actually take those actions and to make it clear that oh yes, we know how to we know how to net- women are great networkers for example. Absolutely, women are the best networkers. Uh, but but we don't but we don't always make that clear and we don't always make that really work for us in in, in yeah. helping. I, I, I think that Gloria, I think that's the, the piece that is really really uh, like you said rings true for for the things that I'm doing and the women that I interact with is that you know these are sharp women they they're they're at the top of their game and they're and they're taking their time their talent and their treasures to a new level and and they're connecting with women who want to do the same thing. I think there's a lot of us out there. It's just that we have to find each other and then we have to to really make a concerted effort to bring other women along because uh, you know, we we did a survey uh, in our in our own community and I've done surveys before too. Women are starving for mentors. They are starving for for a woman that will just sit down and and will tell her tell her story, like your story, like, oh my gosh, your story is amazing because look where you are and look where you are today because that gives us all the courage, as you talk about, to really say, well, I can do that too. I can have the power to also. And, and, and we, we have a tendency sometimes to isolate ourselves. I've, I've noticed or my research and both talking with women across the country made me realize that in the workplace in particular, because women are still usually not in the leadership roles and right. because women are, you know, they, they tend to be more highly concentrated in the, the um, less powerful roles, they, they isolate themselves and, and they feel that their problems are their problems and they have to solve them individually. When in truth, if they just started talking to other women, they would find that many other people share what their concerns are. They may and they share perhaps what they see as being a workplace policy that 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 should be changed or yeah. or, or that they need to figure out how they can work their job so they can take the child to the to the doctor. And I think in that too we have allies we never had before. Because now there's a generation of men who were raised by women like you and me. Right. And they, too, they want to be part of their children's lives, and they have a different attitude about the workplace as well. So I think these women need to understand that they're not alone and that if they just can apply some very simple movement-building principles, which I talk about in No Excuses, about how you reach out to your sister, how you ask for help when you need it, how you offer help when you think someone else needs it, how you get together with other people who are of like mind, male and female, and then you raise, have the courage to raise the issues, and you do it together in a systematic and professional way, and you can right. make a lot of change that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that, that there's there's way too much isolation, but you know, it's it's fantastic. You can get five women in a room, and you can you can decide more things and have things more things accomplished more more so than anything I've ever seen. But 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 again, there there, there is that confusion. Now, women who adopt male ways of using power, and so I guess I guess again, the importance is is for for women to really start encouraging one another and supporting one another and and realize the women who who before them they're standing on their shoulders as well. So they're 
there is that responsibility uh, and accountability that women really do need to support and help each other. And to uh, it, because we've seen a woman first almost everything, sometimes it's easy for people to fall into a pattern of thinking that all the problems have been solved. Yeah. And I believe that's one of the issues that we're contending with today. You mean with, especially with the younger women that, you know, yeah. I can do whatever I want to do, I can be whatever I want to be, but get out there and you're going to find something different as far as your pay scale and maybe even the way you're treated in, the, in certain situations. Right. You know, uh, we we call them the helicopter parents. These are the helicopter. They, they, they kind of float over, you know, they're over the top of these children everywhere they go and every, everywhere they're going and whatever. And this generation, the parents are basically, you know, kind of over them going, she's smart, she's cute, he's smart, he's cute, you know, and they get in the world and it's a little difficult for them. So, so I think, I think again, we need to prepare pre- prepare a little better these, these young men and women as they're getting out into the world and saying, you know, we really are connected. We really need to help one another. Yes. Yes. And so I'm, I'm curious actually as to how, how we might be able to, reward one another for that because sometimes what it takes is for people to be recognized and rewarded for doing certain things and and maybe we need to have some kind of symbol uh, that that says okay you just you just did one of those yeah yeah well it's it's definitely a, a process but uh these tools what are some of the tools that we can use today let's talk about those and, and get those out there because those are the things that are important you're you're doing it, you're talking about it, and these things are what women, you know, women, we're, we're all about. What can we do? How can we well, do Well, there are, uh, in, in no excuses, there are nine specific power tools that I talk about. And uh, the first one we have touched on, which is know your history and you can create the future of your choice. The second one, which I think might be the most important of all, is define your own terms first before someone defines you. Because one, women tend to wait to speak. And uh, I, I use an example of, of a, a Today Show interview that Matt Lauer did with two people after the financial meltdown. He had a man and a woman. They were obviously equally qualified. The woman was sitting right next to Matt. The man was on her other side. Matt threw the first question at her, and she turned her head and looked at the man. And in that, in that split second, the man started talking and answering Matt's question. Well, he got to define the, 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 the terms of that discussion, and she never got back into the conversation in any meaningful way. So it happens over and over and over again. We, we, if you don't define your own terms, you generally lose the conversation. And, and, and the reason women make about three-fourths of what men make is in part because we also don't negotiate our entry salaries as aggressively as men do, and all the rest of our compensation is based on those entry salaries. So define your own terms first before someone else defines you. That's an important one. And one of the power tools that I personally love, and uh, many women laugh at first or say no, 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 no when I when I put it out there is embrace controversy. Yeah. One of the things that I learned from years of working in one of the most arguably controversial issues sure. around in reproductive rights is that, in fact, controversy is your friend. And, and I think that women have a hard time with, with face-to-face conflict. But controversy, embracing controversy doesn't mean you have to be mean and nasty, and it doesn't mean you have to pick a fight. What it means is that if an issue is controversial, then that means it's important to people. And it means that they're paying attention to it. And it means that you have a platform to actually talk to them and explain to them why you 
feel a certain way or why you think something is is important and should be done. And so I just I just think that that democracy as a whole would be strengthened if, if yeah. everybody learned to engage engage the debate, engage the argument. It's wonderful. It's how you learn. It's a uh-huh. feature. Well, you, so you talk about in your examples. book. Yeah, and you talk about in your book though, you know, the making making a difference, you know, how to how to make the world a better place and being an activist, of course, I mean, bringing awareness to people is a is a it's it's an exciting thing. Yes, it is. And and, and, and as you said, though, it, sometimes it is controversial. But but if you're you know especially in your community or, or your profession or whatever it is, if you can bring certain things to light, people you can really get people's attention, and it can be energizing in so many different ways. And and I think you and I both have probably done that through our lifetimes. But but you really get people's energies flowing again. And it, it's what causes people to clarify their values and decide how they believe about something. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I, I mean, we're probably sick and tired of seeing presidential debates right now. Yeah, absolutely. The value of those debates and the value of, of that of that argument that goes on is that people have to think about the issues. And so then they clarify what they believe about it, what's important to them. And if they shy away from it, if they say, well, I don't like politics because there's too much conflict, then they're just doing themselves an injustice. They, yeah. it, 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 but if you use it as an opportunity to participate more fully, well, then that's really what that's really what makes democracy work. You know, I, I really I really like this whole concept because I think more and more women are stepping up to the plate. They're saying, you know, uh, I know I I can take my I can take my experience, I can take my talents and and my treasures and really make a difference and they're making concerted efforts to find those organizations or those causes or, or those things that really fit into their repertoire. I like the story when you were talking about the woman who says, Well why am I doing this? You know, why am I in this job? Why am I in a job that that I really don't I don't think I'm really even making an impact. But I think that's the exciting thing for women right now is that we are making choices. You know, we are going out and starting our own businesses because we can and we can take that those treasures that we and those talents, and then really make a difference in our community or in some way of helping other women. Right, and 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 to be able to lead a life that where we can both earn a living and have a life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that women can teach everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, what we need to teach the men in our lives is, is you can have you can earn a living and you can have a life, and that's a that's a better balance. Yeah, you don't have to come home exhausted and, and stressed up, stressed to the point where you can't see straight, but you can actually come home feeling energized and ready to spend some time, quality time with your family and loved ones and friends. Right, right. Well, we've got nine of these, but I know that we want to keep some of them for our. Uh, your readers to look at, and you've got this wonderful website. So, uh, I, this is a this is a great book, and you have so much history. I love the history and the history lessons that you give in the book about women's issues. And since Thank it you. is uh, Women's uh, uh, History Month coming up in March, I think women need to really get activated and be, get participate in some way uh, with that particular month by either learning more about women's history or participating in some kind of function that uh, that go on all around the country during that time period. So but where can we find out more about you and what you're doing? And your book, of course, is is very valuable. I did, I, I uh, let's see, I, I signed up for your journal, your power tune-up, get your nine ways power tune-up and journal. So I'm already signed up for that. So Great, great. Yes, my website is, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my website is, 
www.gloriafelt.com, and it's Gloria, G-L-O-R-I-A-F-E-L-D-T, just to confuse people a little bit, <laughs> GloriaFelt.com. And uh, if you sign up for my newsletter, you will get your, you can get a download of your Power Tool journal, and it's, it's sort of like almost a workbook to go along with the book to help you think through your own power issues and also to help you set some goals uh, for how you want to use the power tools that are in No Excuses, which I, I, I believe is both a practical, it's a practical manual as well as a, a book about things like, right. like the history of the women's movement, and I, I, I like doing that. So I, uh, you can also find out how you can have me come and speak to your group, and I now do workshops about the No Excuses Power Tools. So since my first career in life was as a teacher, I feel like I'm coming full circle, and I'm having so much fun doing these workshops. Very good. Well, I know your, your next one's coming up on January 31st. I'd love to attend one of those in the future. But uh, one, of the, one of my goals, of course, when I connect with smart, amazing women like you is I like to stay connected. So Kathy Evans will be connecting with you as far as us staying. Uh, you're doing some fantastic things. We want to support what you're doing. And that's what it's about is making sure that we can help one another and help women to mentor them and for them to, you know, the goal is to get a mentor and be a mentor. That's what uh, I think that's what this is about and that uh, we really can help each other along to, uh, uh, to take uh, the power to do anything that we want in our life and to have the lives that we truly want. Well, you've certainly helped me by giving me the opportunity to tell a little bit about my own story and about No Excuses, and I thank you for that and for giving women voice on your program. Well, you're very welcome, and uh, uh, I, I, again, that connection is important, and I hope we stay in touch.